stir fry, an extra special today? Oh, where do I start? I, I, look, we've been planting in the build-up. We've been speaking about uh, the phenomenal woman's field that was lined up. Mm. And it has to be the best ever on South African soil in my living memory. And I'm half a century old. So um, it, it, it really was a phenomenal lineup. We had a lady coming in who's the second fastest in the world. She's a chip career. Wow. Running 29.57 in the ball. There was another lady called Eveline Churcher who'd run 30.43. That was in March. And, and so the list went on. We had five ladies who'd broken 32 minutes, unheard of in South Africa, uh, and another four who were uh, who'd broken 33 minutes. So mm-hmm. a very, very deep feel. And I think, you know, for me, that sets a massive, massive tone. And they delivered. They, they really did. It was gusty and, and, and Durban. Um, that didn't seem to affect them at all. Uh, Sheila Chip Career lived up to her name yeah. and, 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 and won the race in the fastest time ever seen in South Africa, 30 minutes and 55 seconds. So it was absolutely mind-blowing. Mm. With FNB having the races in Cape Town, in Johannesburg and Durban, why is it that Durban headlines when it comes to the fastest women and just the records being made there? Well, the Cape Town, the Cape Town event is the, the FNB Cape Town 12 one run, which is 12 kilometres, and it's it's based on the bait to breakers, which is also a 12k uh, race in the states. And, and the concept when when Michael May and Stillwater formed the the series was about mass participation, rubbing shoulders with the, the world's best mm-hmm. um, on on fast courses, running through cities, providing massive entertainment. So it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a, a what we call standard distance, a 10 kilometer or a 15 mm-hmm. or a, or a half marathon. Could even be an 8k or a 10 mile. Okay. Um, they just decided on, on 12 kilometers, which worked out quite nicely because of the the distance from Woodbridge Heights in the moment into Cape Town. Um, but the reason why Durban stands out is, is it is fast, it is flat, it is at the coast, and generally it is at the, at the right time of the year. This the last two years we had phenomenal weather, perfect conditions. It just so happened that um, today the weather gods were not in our favour. Mm, mm. On the men's front, though, Stephen McCorker, Stephen Kisser, Kevin Kibbett, uh, those are the top three there. Indeed, and, and it was fantastic to, uh, a day for Stephen McCorker. I remember just a week ago he finished fifth in the World Champs in yes. the marathon. And we were all wondering how will the legs handle and how, you know, will he be tired? Is he going to deliver something special? And he did say at the press conference on Friday that he said if the first half is slow, you know, he feels he's in it. And they played into his hands. And, and we, we can turn around and say the, the gusty wind did have an effect. Mm. Um, Stephen Kiso was doing a lot of the hard work. Kevin Kibet, Alfred Genner, they were all driving the, the pace quite a bit. But uh, the, the first four, uh, five kilometers went, uh, went by in, uh, what, 1421, 1426, which is not really that fast for these guys. Mm. If it had mm. been under 14, Stephen would have struggled. So th- they played into his hands. And you know, he says, thank you very much. I'll take my first 10-kilometer win on South African soil in... Gosh, I actually can't remember when last we won a 10-kilometer <laughs> race in South Africa. And he ran his fastest time ever in South Africa, 28-12. So, yeah, he's a very happy man. Happy indeed. I'm taking a look at the women's names as well a little earlier. I mean, with Sheila, obviously, they're just shaving off the four seconds um, off the all-comers record with 30.55. But then I go through the list of names and then I go, Gerda Stein. And then you think, (laughs) but shouldn't she be right at number one or not? Well, you know, she's such an incredible runner, such an incredible athlete. We we kind of got used to her being right at the top there, but... But this is a, no disrespect to Tana, and she'll be the first to, to, to admit that this is another level. 
and, and given her background, where she comes from, the, the, you know, these ladies train at a much higher intensity, much shorter distances. Um, and, you know, if, if she were to focus maybe uh, uh, less on, on what we in South Africa love, uh, the ultramarathons, then who knows? But, it, look, I mean, she finished top 10. She had a phenomenal year. She shaved uh, times off her... her uh, that... that uh, uh, course best, if you want to call it that, at, at uh, Conrad's sub-six hours. That's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, and then her very next race after a 90-kilometer race is a couple of months later, the 10-kilometer range. She went 5305, um, a 10-kilometer race in Middlesbrough in the United Kingdom. And she took almost 30 seconds of her time from last year on that race. Mm. Um, then, you know, she, she ran a, another uh, two 10-kilometer races in South Africa. And... Um, Again, 30 seconds faster than her previous time. So I saw it at the airport, and I said, you know, it was due. You know, you were due to have a, it's called a bad run. And, you know, 33 and a half is not a bad run. <laughs> no, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, but, but the standards we've gotten used to, it's like, what happened? Yes, but yes. It, it, it is a phenomenal run. She finished 10. And, and if, you know, the only other athlete, South African athlete, and the, the mix was, was Glenrose Tabo, who finished uh, uh, fifth. And she also, she came in in 32 minutes and 45 seconds, which mm, is 14 mm, seconds mm, faster mm. than her best ever. So, I guess that's us putting pressure on her, right? Where she, She's running, but we're just like, <laughs> come on. When meanwhile, I don't even run the time that Gerda runs. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it is. I mean, we we kind of put athletes on a pedestal and it'd be just because of you know, the phenomenal achievements they do. But, mm-hmm. you know, they, they can't be everything to everybody, unfortunately. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it would be an incredible story. It would be mind-blowing, unbelievable if she had turned around and, and, and won that in under 31 minutes. That would have been... What just happened? Yes, yes. But there still is a phenomenal story to tell with Sheila. I just want to digress just for a second, though, please, Manfred, because I know that you were watching. I know that you have an opinion because Kipchoge, who smashed through the magical two-hour marathon barrier, gives me absolute goosebumps. It was unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I was out uh, on, on the course for, for today's race, um, setting up the live stream that we were working on. And I only got back to the hotel to see the last two kilometers. And it was, it was goosebump stuff, just those last two kilometers. But he knew, within a K and a half, he knew. You could see him smiling and waving <laughs> and pointing to the crowd. And, you know, and then obviously in the last kilometer, the pacemakers peeled off, which was always the, the case. Yeah. Um, and he pulled a two-minute 40 kilometer. The last kilometer after running two minutes 50, two minutes 50, two minutes 50, two minutes 50. He goes and runs a 240. It's insane. Hmm. And just to put it into perspective, his average pace for the hundred for the hundred meters, and there are four hundred and twenty-two of them back to back, was seventeen seconds. Hmm. And you know, when last did, did any one of us try and line up and run hundred meters in seventeen seconds? Yeah. Not feel tired, and then do another four hundred and twenty-one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did the pacemakers who assisted him cause any? you know, rift or trouble or the, the rules in terms of this actually being stamped? Look, this is not going to be a record. It, it never was going to be a record. It was never billed as a record attempt. It was literally always billed as, can we take, can we take, you know, go under two hours? So it, it's not a legal record by the item of regulation. The pacemakers coming in and out, swapping and changing, you know, the pace car right in front of them, 
Um, it's not a race. It's a time trial because he wasn't racing against anybody else. Mm. So, no, it isn't a race. Obviously, the question is when will two hours fall in a race scenario? Um, and that, that remains to be seen. But, you know, there are a number of people out there going, wow, you know, the shoes aided and the pacemakers aided. Come on, guys. So, so, so <laughs> there is some controversy around mm. it. And, mm. and to a point, I understand where they're coming from because a lot of us are purists and are going, well, can we see it under real circumstances? And, and the, you know, the next question is, when will that happen under racing circumstances? Mm. Ailey Gebre Selassie about 10 years ago said in his, li- in, in his lifetime, um, and he's, I think, mid-40s, he said in his lifetime he will see somebody break two hours for the marathon in a race. So, you know, it's, it's when, when uh, Elliot Kipchoge ran just missed the two-hour mark uh, in, in 2017 in Monza, um, you know, the very next year he went to Berlin and, Took uh, what uh, almost uh, took over a minute off the uh, the world the then world record, mm-hmm. um, really and simply because he had shifted his mind his mindset. So we'd have to wait and see what happens after this one. Um, but he's also running out of time. He's no longer a youngster, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and you know you then have to ask yourself who's the next athlete to come through to do it. And excuse me, if we look on paper at this point in time, the uh, the successor to Elliot Kipchoge has been so consistent is um, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that hasn't been rubber stamped. Um, there's no there's no athlete who has been dominating behind Elliot the way Elliot has been dominating in the front. Mm-hmm. Manfred, always interesting chatting to you. Thank you very much for uh, making time. I know that you've just touched down from Durban, but always appreciated here on the touchline. Thanks very much, Rami. Much appreciated. Thank you. That is Manfred Sider there, athletics analyst, chatting to us about that 10K city surf run that happened out in Durban. And congratulations there to both the men, the male and female winner, Stephen Makoka there, as well as Sheila Chipkirui for uh, the good times that they've come in at. And also Kipchoge. Wow. I did chat to you about that very briefly yesterday. Goosebumpy moments as a clip that I watch over and over and over as Kipchoge comes over uh, the finish line and his wife is waiting there for him with a big hug and a huge smile. It's what sport is made of, you know, those golden moments that one will remember forever.